Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Um, so I'm kind of new. I've been in the mortgage business for 17 years, but I've always been in operations, and I was recently promoted into marketing, and I'm just wondering if you have any advice for where I should start. It's literally been a week. Start in what? Be specific with the question. Uh, social media marketing. Social media marketing. Okay, so are you doing the social media for your company or for you? I was thinking both. For? Both. For uh, both. Media, okay, yeah. so get behind the scene shots. Okay, okay. always focus on the behind the scene shots. Where's, where's uh, uh, Jesse? Is Jesse here? Right there. Jesse, right. right so this young lass yesterday did a speech, and um, we were just having a chat backstage, weren't we? There's no whiskey backstage, by the way, just letting you know. So we were doing uh, videos backstage. So she may not use it, but she's now got footage of her coming in here. This whole backstage, she was a bit nervous. You could see she was a bit jokey. It was all that kind of stuff because people don't get to see what's behind there. For, for a lot of people out here, that's really interesting back there, you know, until you get back there and you realize it's not, okay? <laughs> But it's a case of this grass is always greener on the other side. So when people are working, start getting the, so, uh, start getting the social and go, this is what a day looks like. You, know, you should be taking videos of this. You know, while you lot are working, and you're doing this tomorrow. There's another day here tomorrow, isn't there? Where's it yeah. gone? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, while everyone's kind of like, you know, waking up in the morning, getting their eggs benedict and stuff and walking their dogs, you're here learning. You should be videoing this and you should be hashtagging it, you know, no sleep for me on Saturday. You know, you should be doing nothing. People should be aware of what it is you're actually doing and you should, you should become a 12-year-old girl and hashtag everything. <laughs> Gary V. Gary V does it a lot. Yeah. Grant Cardone does it all the time on the toilet. He's got a camera there. That guy is insane. I went to the Pentagon with um, uh, uh, Grant Cardone, we actually, uh, we were some of the few individuals who were allowed to actually speak to military leaving uh, serious, like three-star general stuff. And, Ga and uh, Grant Cardone went in there, he had a camera crew. And he literally didn't go anywhere without a camera crew. And as we're walking down there, because we, we would have to walk between this line and all the military are walking down there. If there was a little bit of an empty space, he would literally like step out like this. The film crew would like get a few steps forward, and then he'd be like, <laughs> you know? And it would get videoed, and then he'd kind of like get back in line with us. But that guy really knows how to milk that, and he milks it a lot, and people like it. And again, it's down to the feeding principle. When you get someone that likes you, and they follow you, feed them. Yep. Okay, so do it a lot. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Okay, so it would be um, completely dumb to have you here um, and not ask you one final question. Oh, from who? You. Oh, because okay. cause the obvious is that you have nailed the customer experience. And while you've done a lot of great stuff here, one of the questions I want you to address for everybody is if you had one parting piece of advice, because you have blown the minds of some of the world's billionaires, you have done things unimaginable that people pay you just an insane amount of money to do. Um, and it all started by making an observation that somebody needed something and they were willing to pay for it and you were willing to go figure it out. And I need you to tell these guys, like if there's one thing that they can park their future on in terms of how to execute 
a brilliant customer experience. They need to hear from you in these final five minutes on what that is. All right. Um, all right, okay. Try to make it as, as, as good as possible for you. How many people in here are failures? Failures. Okay. All right. Those that are not are not trying hard enough. Absolutely every single one of my clients is a serial failure. Elon Musk, serial failure. Richard Branson, how many virgin companies does that guy launch and then go bankrupt? Okay? Serial failure. Is his mortgage paid for? All right. Failures were there. Failures, those scars, are there to enable us to grow. So when you're trying marketing, when you're trying customer service, it's got to come from your tone, from your persona. Some of the stuff I do, you couldn't get away with. And some of the stuff that you do wouldn't work for me. Because guess what? You're you. And it takes zero effort for you to be you. So you've got to get used to trying to get your message around. Don't try and look like someone else. Don't try and wear that suit. <laughs> no one should wear that suit. You should... Be you. Try many, many things. And be absolutely thrilled and encouraged to fail. Serial failures don't allow it to define them. They allow it to refine them. So try everything, fail, and be proud of it. Does that help? That's, 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 that's good. That is awesome, yeah. So would you, just tell, would you just tell the story about how you got into the business you're in? No, because you I, no, I have credibility, and I'll probably lose it, it if I did. All right. So, All right. no, I'll, 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 okay. So... Um, I was a bricklayer. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, as you probably worked out already, but I'm incredibly persistent, and I won't stop until it's done. And a friend of mine actually said to me about, um, there was a load of bankers in London that were going over to Hong Kong. This was in like the early 90s. And he said, look, you know, you want to get off the building site, you've got the gift of the gap. I'm, I'm an Irish boy from East London, you know, it's what we're born with. And so he said, why don't you come into the bank? See if you can apply for an internship. So I bought my dad's suit, shoulders coming off the side, and I go into this bank for this uh, interview for an internship. I'm walking down the corridor. Right at the bottom of the corridor is the banqueting suite on the left-hand side for all interns. But I pass this banqueting suite on the right-hand side in this bank, BZW in London, and in there was the biggest breakfast buff I had ever seen in my life. Okay? So I'm kind of looking in there, and I'm being nosy, because that's what Irish kids do. We're nosy little buggers, aren't we? So I'm like... What's in here? What's going on? What's going on? So I come out and I walk down and I go to my room. There's donuts and bagels that have been there for, I think, maybe a fortnight and coffee. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, okay, I go, for the, I go for the law of average. I go for like what's my, my quickest, most impactful workout here. There's a high probability with my dad's suit flying off my shoulders, I'm not going to get a job. But if I walk in that room, I'm going to get fed. So... <laughs> I walked back, walked into the room, and I challenged myself how much of this breakfast buffet I could actually consume. And I was doing damn good. And there's a guy up on stage, and he's talking around. He's like, well, you know, the futures and the derivatives. And he's talking Spanish, Russian. I don't know what he was talking about. And I'm just there eating all this. The first place I ever had salmon for breakfast, okay? Because I went home and told me mum. And... So while we're there, and I'm scoffing like crazy, literally just kind of pulling a chair up at this buffet, the guy up on stage turns around and says, and as you're about to leave, ladies and gentlemen, make sure the girls at the back of the room have your correct address and details for your flights and your packages. 
So I thought, all right, put my plate down. Walked up to this uh, poor little lass and I went, Steve Sims. She's like, doing this. I can't find you. I went, oh, for Christ's sake, not again. So she's like, no, no, no. So she actually took my name and address down. And then I thought, well, I've been fed. I went back home, took the suit off, got my building stuff, went back to the building site. Two weeks later, my wife, who I met when she was 16 and I was 17, she called the building site. So this girl comes out of the building site, runs around, she's like, Sims, phone for you. So I go down there and I walk into the canteen and there's the phone, you know, with the cord. Remember those? Actually on the wall. So I grabbed the phone and I heard the words no man ever wants to hear. Is there something you want to tell me? <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. And I'm like, so then I went into my best kind of like, hang on a minute, let me think about this. So she's like, we'll talk about it when you get home, which is the other words no man ever wants to hear. <laughs> so I got home and I walked through the door and there were two suitcases by the front door. And I'm literally racking my brain, thinking, what the hell have I done? What does she think I've done? What has she found out I've really done? And it's all going nuts. And I walk in there to the kitchen table, and there's the package laid out, and there's an air flight ticket sending me to Hong Kong. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there was salmon? And uh, there was breakfast, and, and I just, you know, I did, and so she, she turned around and she said, so um, what are you going to do? I said, what do you mean, what am I going to do? We didn't have a passport or anything. And she said, uh, well, what are you going to do? Are you, you going to go? I, I, never been, we'd never been out of the country, you know, let alone to bloody Hong Kong. And she's like, well, you started it now, you know, you're going to back it up. So, and I still to this day wonder if she was trying to get rid of me. Was I a bad egg or something? <laughs> and uh, funny enough, her parents were all for me going, you know, so go figure there. So um, I went and with the time difference, left on, a, left on a Friday, landed on a Saturday, met up with all the boys in the apartment because all the stockbrokers, the new brokers were sharing apartments on a place called Lantau Island in Green Bay, Hong Kong. And uh, anyone know Hong Kong? Wang Chai. Remember Wang Chai? Yeah, naughty girl. So we, we, we got all there, we got to the apartment, and then we all went down to the bar area, which was this area called Wan Chai. And this was like in the early 90s. It was seedy, it was rough, it was, you know, it was everything that was going on. Got drunk with them on a Saturday night. Sobered up on a Sunday, got drunk with them on the Sunday night. Went to orientation on the Monday, and on the Tuesday, I was fired. <laughs> <laughs> and still, the funniest thing was I walk in on the Tuesday, and there's a girl, she's like, Mr. Sims. I'm like, yes. She said, could, could you actually go into the conference room C? So I go in there, and there's these two guys behind me uh, on, the, uh, on the desk. And um, I'm a biggish lad, okay? And uh, I've always had, like, no hair and piercings and stuff like that. So there's these two guys behind me, and you can just imagine that they've both been trying to work out, well, who's going to tell him, you know? <laughs> And they're like, uh, Steve, we're going through these folders and we're looking for your Series 7. <laughs> I went, I, uh, I don't have that. <laughs> and they went, oh, okay, then, well, um, you must have had, oh, you must have the 11, which is uh, apparently another equivalent or something. I went, yeah, no, don't have that either. <laughs> and they're like, oh, and they're just, 
they're looking for hope and maybe an exit in the folder in front of them. And they're like, uh, and they're just looking at each other. And then the room just started laughing. And the guy just turned around and said, how did you get here? And I went, well, it was salmon. <laughs> hey, it's Todd Duncan. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I am super excited about Sales Mastery 2020, the live digital experience. This is the first time in the 28 year history of Sales Mastery that we've actually gone entirely digital, responding to the market, and we're gonna be broadcasting the event live. What does this mean for you? Well, first of all, front row access. Yes, front row access to the longest running event and most extensive training event in the industry bar none and 30 days of access to every session after the event has concluded. No airfare, no hotel reservations, no extra expenses, just cutting edge content from world-class speakers, trainers, and industry experts delivered straight to you in the comfort of your own office or home. Click the link in the show notes and check out the speakers, panels, and agenda. Over 30,000 professionals have already registered. Secure your spot today.